Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on a Wednesday night. We continue on. It is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. One hour down, one more to go. We've got a jam-packed 7 o'clock hour. And about 15 minutes or so, Maury Brown, Forbes Sports, going to uh, join us, talk Major League Baseball. We'll get into the Max Scherzer thing with him. My contention is what happened today with Max Scherzer is not good for baseball. And they got to figure out a different way. The umpires, though, doubled down. This was the quote from the uh, crew chief, uh, Dan Bellino, on Max Scherzer. Quote, The level of stickiness on his hand was much worse than it was even in the initial inspection that had taken place two innings prior. This was the stickiest that it has been since I've been inspecting hands, which now goes back three seasons. Um, goes on to say, it was so sticky... How sticky was it? (laughs) I'm sorry. It was so sticky that when we touched his hands, our fingers were sticky to his hand, and whatever was on there remained on our fingers for a couple innings. It (laughs) It was far more than we had ever seen before on a pitcher in live action. Oh my gosh! I, this is not what we need to be talking about when it comes to uh, when it comes to base. But do they get hazard pay, Matt Pajeski? Should umpires get hazard pay for Lord knows? That's the uh, that's the other part of this that's actually really gross. Like, I know you ever have that time where like you shake somebody's hand and they've been outside and it's a little bit sweaty, yeah. and the first thing you want to do is get to a bathroom as quickly as you possibly can to wash your hands. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything. And that's not even me being judgmental of said person. Lord knows uh, I have at some point in my life shaken somebody's hand after maybe I've been outside doing something or whatever, and it's been a little sweaty, and they've wanted to go wash their hands. I'm not going to take that personally. These umpires are doing that. Like every single time they go for a check, I want, I would be, every time I did it, I would be en route. I, I don't even think hand sanitizer would be enough. Hand sanitizer would be enough. I would want to be in the bathroom doing a full washing of my hands every single time I touch one of these pitchers' hands. And I'm not like a, 
like a germaphobe or a neat freak or anything like that. It's just these are athletes that are out there sweating and there's rosin and all this stuff in totally normal situations. It's, it's rather gross of what these umpires are doing. And then for the pitchers, at least they're going in. Like If the pitchers don't like what's on the umpire's hand, they can go wash their hands right away because they're going in. So, yeah, we'll talk more about this with um, – with with Maury Brown coming up in uh, just a little while. Uh, again, if you want to join us, you can do so, 314-436-7900 as we uh, talk through uh, Cardinals baseball. Cardinals get the win today. They knock off Arizona by a 14-5 to score. We'll see. We will see if this is uh, the start of something for this team. Obviously, clearly, they have underachieved to start out the season trying to get things going with the win today. They're sitting with a record of eight and eleven. I had a, I had an interaction with somebody on Twitter. I've been trying to do this more. So we do the extra inning show and we take tweets and everything. But sometimes, just like reading a tweet and responding to said tweet on the radio is not. Um, it, it, I'd rather have the conversation. So what I've been trying to do after Cardinals games, and sometimes it's a few hours later, I go back through my my mentions on Twitter and I find things that people say that I find to be somewhat interesting, and I engage back with them to uh, just try to kind of cultivate a conversation. So I've been doing that uh, a little bit more recently. And and somebody who listens a lot, who is a very good tweeter, uh, when we were talking about the kind of the, the cost of the slow start, what's the cost? What, what do you have to do on the other side of the, whenever the slow start happens to end, whenever you pick things up, what do you have to do on the other side of that to kind of make up for it? And the guy's name is Walt and he tweeted at me. That's uh, he said, um, because I, I, I said something that I said to him that he was responding to. Uh, was that these games do matter, but at the first, and you don't want to put yourself in too much of a hole where you can't dig out of it, and that can be a thing. But my general thought process on the first two months of the season is go play 500 baseball, be in the neighborhood of 500 as you're headed towards June, and then if you can take off from there, you're going to be in good shape. So um, I was trying to say that. You, you don't have to be overly worried about the win-loss record here at this very moment. And his response to me uh, was kind of pushing back on that and said, they're already there. There being the point where you got to be worried about the win-loss record. He said yesterday they needed to play 572 ball to win 90 games. Uh, Today they have to play at a 574 level, not insurmountable, but every step backwards requires two steps forward to get out of it. These games matter. And the the last thing he said there, these games, yeah, they do matter. A game in April is worth the same as a game in August, same as a game in September. I get that. One of 162. We, in, in my incredibly humble opinion, we should not be doing this whole they have to play 572 ball. They have to play 574 ball. They have to do this. So you need the Brewers to start losing this amount of games to catch the Brewers in the, the final 140 games. You have to have this record, and they have to have – like, it's too early. It's too early. And I, I understand the desire to want to do that because it's really easy to find ways to make it feel like 
on April, what is it, April 18th? 19th, excuse me. It's it's really easy to find ways to make it feel like on April 19th, enough of the season has passed by that what has happened so far has some substance to it. In reality, it just it hasn't. Not not enough baseball has been played. Not enough games have been played. At some point, that's going to switch over. But like I said earlier, the other teams in the division who have gone off to hot starts, they're not going to continue on. And at some point in time, talent wins out. I'm always a believer in that talent wins out. And from a talent standpoint, the Cardinals have more talent than the Brewers. The Cardinals have more talent than the Cubs. They have more talent than the Pirates. And they have more talent, obviously, than the Cincinnati Reds. Now, this is a completely different conversation than are they built for the playoffs? Are they going to be able to win a series from the, the Braves or the Dodgers or the Mets or the Phillies? I, I don't know on that. It's, I, I don't feel great about that. But I feel really good about stacking them up against the rest of the NL Central. I feel really good about that. So I don't think we need to be doing this thing where we're trying to figure out two weeks into the season what they have to do for the final five months uh, in order to make sure that they are a, uh, they're a playoff team. I, that's just, it's not a road that I want to go down at this point in time. And I'm, I was having a conversation with Kevin Wheeler today, and he said it perfectly. I want to give credit where credit's due. We're, a lot of people are upset right now about how the team is playing. Okay. Maybe one of two things can happen. They turn it around. And they play great baseball, and they win the division, and they get in the playoffs, and there's a lot more good stuff than bad stuff between now and the end of the regular season. Or they never turn it around. They continue to look like the team that they've looked like for the most part for the first couple weeks of the season. And it just turns into an incredibly disappointing season. If the first option happens, well, then all this being worried about the way they're playing right now was meaningless because they turned it around. If they don't turn it around, well, we got five-plus months to sit here and complain about what's going on. So why waste our time complaining right now? That was paraphrasing something that Kevin Wheeler said to me today, and I agree with it 100%. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by one of my favorite people to talk baseball with. He is uh, Maury Brown, uh, senior writer with uh, Forbes Sports. He's going to join us in just a moment as we continue on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I'm Cardinals outfielder Jordan Walker, and you're listening to the Sports Open Line on KMOX. Sports Open Line, roll it on right here on KMOX. Cardinals win earlier today. Off tomorrow, they will match up against the Seattle Mariners coming up on Friday night to open up a three-game weekend series and open up a three-city Western road trip. Right now, to talk all things baseball, we welcome in one of my favorite people to talk baseball with. You follow him on Twitter at BizBallMauri, B-I-Z-B-A-L-L-M-A-U-R-Y. Senior contributor with Forbes, Forbes Sports. He joins us right now. He's Maury Brown. Hey, Maury, how are you? I'm good, Matt. How about yourself? Doing, uh, doing good. Always enjoy being able to talk to you. I just, I want to start with this because we had this Max Scherzer thing today where he gets thrown out of the game, and uh, we get the ridiculous quotes afterwards from umpires talking about just like how sticky his hand is. And I've just, in the last hour or so, I've, I've taken a step back and looked at this whole thing and thought how ridiculous it is. Is there a better way for baseball to enforce foreign substances than what they're doing right now? Well, I thought Scott Boris actually had something probably, you know, pretty wise to do. Do something objective. Look, you know, collect, you know, whatever's on their hands. Make, you know, if if you think that there's something, go and collect the, you know, whatever's on there. Go have it tested, um, and then go ahead and met out any suspensions or whatever. But I, I, I don't like how this plays out. If it's rosin, then rosin is supposed to be in there. If it's something mixed with it, okay, but. That could be sweat. I mean, that's been, a you know, kind of a go-to thing, you know, sweat and rosin. So, I, I, you know, something other than some subjective thing, it looks like it's sticky stuff. We don't really know what it is. Um, and then make it, you know, here are the substances that are absolutely allowed and here's what isn't and come up with something objective. I think that the subjective thing right now, given the fact that the league has said that they're going to go ahead and start suspending Pictures for this stuff, there's, you know, it, it has real implications. So I think something better than what they have now has to come into play. It just has to. When they first started enforcing it, we saw spin rates drop, but then spin rates started moving up again. Yet here at the same time, guys, rare. what happened today is a really rare thing. So we know something's being used somehow, some way. The spin rate data is telling us that, but there's no real enforcement of it. I guess that goes back to what you're saying. I just, I, I don't know if what's being done right now is doing any good when the spin rate numbers kind of tell us that it's not. Yeah, I mean, look, they, we we had something on the books, right? They said they were going to clamp down on it, and then you know, this again, this is almost like the conversation that we have around the pitch clock. Like, why do we have a pitch clock when the umpires can enforce the rules that were already on the books? Look, there were rules on the books, and then what happened was, is it was the umpires were taking it really serious, looking really close, and then toward the end of the season, it was just kind of like, hey, turn your hands over real quick. Yeah, you look fine. And, I, you know, the league said, hey, no, 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 we've got to clamp down on this. We really want to make sure this doesn't happen, that it doesn't, 
you know, somehow seep back in. But uh, again, it's just one of those things to where what 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 are you what are we going to do other than have some subjective thing here that seems to ebb and flow? And if if we can't enforce the rules on the books as they are, then come up with a better system. And it's Phil Cuzzy has had all three ejections too. That's the other weird thing here, where he's really been the only umpire who's ejected anybody for this. Yeah, there is that. You know, and look, it's not like like some somewhere someone's going, hey, let's go talk about what happened with the Yankees. Look, you had a picture with the Yankees that yeah. was told. I told you to go the umpire lip reading. I told you to go wash your hands. Like, so what does that tell you? Obviously, there was a substance that shouldn't have been there. So it's just uneven. You know, it's subjective. It seems to move and shake depending upon which way the wind blows. So come up with a system that is a little more objective and less subjective. Uh, it has to happen here. If if it's that important to the league, then put in a system that allows for it. We're about 10% into the season the new rules, have you enjoyed what it's produced so far? I have. I really have. I mean, look, I'm I'm an older generation, so um, I always preferred, you know, the style of play that I kind of grew up with. Now, do I like, you know, the fact that we have to have a clock? Um, I don't. Would, would I like to see the, you know, it continue the way that it had been? No. I mean, it was just dragging out. It was just getting ridiculous. So I like the pace. I don't know, you know, the clock obviously seems to be working. I don't like violations very much. But the overall pace of it, right, we focused on game length, right? That's easy to look at. But as I sit and I watch games, and look, I, I try and watch two or three a day, then it, from that perspective, I like it. I really do. It does give me some sense that there's quite a bit of action going on. It has done, I think, what it was largely intended, which is, you know, keep the game moving, have some action involved in it, and less standing around and really kind of watching paint dry. The Cardinals and Arizona combined for 19 runs today. The game was actually a longer game. It came in at 259, but that's a game. What we talk about it taking the average game time down 20, 30 minutes. When we're looking at these games where close to 20 runs are scored, that's cutting these games down by an hour. That's a, that's a four-hour game last year. Yeah, I mean, I, everybody's waiting to see what happens with the Yankees-Red Sox tilt, right? I mean, those have always been historically just ridiculously four-hour games, right? So I, I do get back to it again. I mean, it's not like you're not getting a lot of action. So John Thorne, who's the league's official historian, said something to me one time that I, I really liked. He goes, more of a good thing is a good thing. In other words, if you're getting a lot of action, right, even if the games are potentially a little bit longer in spots, right? Let's just say it goes three hours and 10 minutes or three hours and 20 minutes or whatever it is. And you're cramming that much action in there. That should be a good thing. And as we've looked at it, you know, attendance is, is up. It's very early, right? And granted the opening day, right? We had all teams played for the first time since the fifties. That influences it a little bit, but league attendance is up a little bit. Television numbers are up a little bit, although we're not going to get much out of it. The sample size is pretty small. So, again, I think all the changes, you know, that and, and having, you know, a balanced schedule, a lot of changes that have been made are designed not only for new fans, right? Everybody's like, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're killing the old fans to bring in new. No, 
I, I would say, I, granted, it's, you know, people, there are some people that don't like it, but it seems to me that most people do, and that includes a large portion of the players. We are starting to see teams do alcohol sales through the eighth inning. They're saying it's because the games are moving faster, so it's a way for them to recoup some of these concession uh, sales. Do you have any issue with that? I do. And I think that, you know, I, I can't remember which player talked about it, but if games are moving that fast and you move it into the eighth inning, then about, what, 40 minutes later, you're letting people out of the gate. I think that, the, and I'm going to write about this, the way that they should do it is the clubs control this. This is not something that the league does. So each club determines when beer cutoffs are. They should really try to work with um, online or through mobile um, orders. Have your order ready, walk up and go get it. That's the other thing. I mean, how many people are standing in line when maybe two and a half or three innings go by, just standing in line yeah. waiting for your beer and your dog, right? So, look, they should really use the technology available to them. That stuff is easily done now. It was done largely um, out of the pandemic. We started to see contactless purchases. So I think that the club should start to really focus on that. They don't need to move beer sales out. They just need to make it to where, hey, you can go ahead and get your stuff easier. That way you don't run into a potential, you know, over-serving someone uh, because games are running faster. Uh, so here in St. Louis, I was at a presentation the other day, and they were talking about what they did in the off season, and they really focused on the efficiency of ordering and getting lines to move fast and the point of sale systems and things like that. Everything I've heard in St. Louis is people have been really happy that the lines have moved really quickly. And, and for me, it feels like that can be what other teams can look to more focused on keeping lines moving as opposed to extending sales. Yeah, and that would be the thing, you know. And look, every every series, you know, you have promotions that go in bobblehead nights, whatever. You know, you're going to ebb and flow. A Monday night is going to be easy to deal with. A Friday night, fireworks night, maybe something entirely different. But again, I I do think that there is, you know, better ways of doing this than you know potentially moving stuff out. I understand why. I really do. You know, if the games are going to be shorter, you don't want to lose that revenue. Um, there's a cause and effect. If it was hot dogs and chips and we weren't dealing with alcohol, then it might be an entirely different, uh, you know, discussion. But the fact that it's alcohol, I think it's something, you know, to really consider maybe, again, as you mentioned, let's deal with it through technology, get lines moving, you know, make sure you're staffed properly and try and deal with it that way. Last thing for you, at some point there's going to be Major League Baseball expansion. There's going to be two more teams added. This past week we learned of an effort in Salt Lake City to be one of those teams. There hasn't been a lot of talk about Salt Lake City that we've talked about. Portland and Nashville and Montreal and San Antonio and places like that. Uh, Does does Salt Lake City have a legit opportunity to possibly get a Major League expansion team? Yeah, as a matter of transparency, I mean, I got my start from the very first MLB to Portland effort and have watched all of this stuff super close. The difference with the Salt Lake thing, and if you take all of whether this market deserves it, whether the demographic is better, whatever you're going to do, any place that you go now is going to largely be a small to mid-market. So you just start right there. The Salt Lake effort looks like it has the funding and the people behind it to get you know, what was largely be about a $4 billion investment, you're going to have to build a ballpark at $2 billion, and then you're going to probably have to cough up another $2 billion for an expansion fee. And look, the Miller family who ran the Jazz, and if you look at how they're built from top to bottom, they seem to have 
not just civic people, you know, baseball boosters, but they have a lot of politicians behind it, the governor, the mayors around, not just Salt Lake proper, but around it. You have U.S. senators, you know, the Romney families involved with it. They seem to have quite a bit there. I think the difficulty is going to be this. How long can you hold the center? How long can you keep those people together? Because I don't see expansion coming for five or six years at the minimum until the A's and the Rays get sorted out. I mean, we're not going to have an expansion discussion. So even if you had the funding all lined up and let's say, you know, two or three years from now, the Rays and the, and the A's were sorted out, well, you're still looking at, you know, a year or two to get a ballpark built. So, you know, again, do other markets come into play between now and then? Yeah. Is it going to happen? Rob Manfred has said to me and many others directly that he sees Major League Baseball as a growth industry. And if you look at what's going on right now with the universal DH, the balanced schedule, it sets itself up when you get to 32 teams for regional realignment. And you basically get what you see in the NFL and the NBA, which is it's conference play, right? It really doesn't matter where people are at. You, the Giants would play the Mariners regularly, and you would have a division built around a regional alignment. And that, if you look at what's happening right now, it's setting itself up entirely for that. So I, I would look for expansion. Like I said, I think it's just the timing on it, given what's happening with the A's and the Rays. He is Maury Brown. You follow him at Bisball Maury, senior contributor with Forbes. Thank you so much for your time. We'll do it again real soon. All right, Matt, you take care of yourself. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you. There's Maury Brown joining us. Always appreciate his time. When we come back, Joe Roderick will be with us. This is the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line, the Graybar Sports Open Line continues here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. At your service with Brad Young's going to be uh, coming up at 8 o'clock. Right now, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the program. You uh, see him and hear him at Klabe's Online. He is uh, Joe Roderick, and he joins us right now. Hi, Joe. Hey, Matt. What's going on? So I saw you, was it yesterday or two days ago? Yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. It all, all runs together. Every time I see you, I think to myself, man, I haven't had Joe on the show lately. I got to get him back on. So if you want to come on every day, you just have to, like, get into my sphere on an everyday basis, and I'll ask you on. I, I will find my ways into the tunnels of uh, Bush Stadium more often. Um, what, what's your overall take on this, this Cardinals team right now where they've had a little bit of a slower start, but at the same time, it's obviously very early. There's, there's something missing. Like there's a spark that's missing and I've talked to people and I, you know, I've, I've tried to figure out what it is that's missing. And I I've had, and this kind of sparked a couple of days ago. I had, a, I had a friend text me like, what's wrong with this team? And 
I'm, it's hard to figure out, Matt. I mean, you're there. You're with them every day. You're talking to them every day. And I don't think the answer is there. Just watching them on TV or watching them from the stands, I don't know if the answer is there because I don't, you know, we're not in that locker room when the doors are closed. We don't really, we're not in the dugout during the game and we weren't there last year either. So I think that's, there is something that is so obviously missing that I don't know if we know what it is. Is it Yachty not being there as just that overall presence? Is it Wainwright not being throwing every five days for the, or every six day for the team? Or, you know, is it something that maybe we haven't thought of? Maybe it's Skip Schumacher that's not there anymore. Maybe he was a guy that, being the former player, being the former champion that was there, maybe his presence being gone is something that's just not there that hasn't sparked this team. Or maybe it's something as simple as there were 19 or, what, 17 guys gone at some point during spring training for the World Baseball Classic that the team hasn't had a chance to gel, and maybe April is kind of their – February or March right now. There's there's just something that's missing, and hopefully they figure it out and everything clicks to where they can still make a playoff spot. So it's interesting you say that, and I don't know if that thought has come through my mind yet, but here's a thought that did come through my mind today that I think is interesting considering what you just said. I'm watching the game, and Wilson Contreras and Madison Bumgarner have their, their little thing where Contreras says, shut the blank up and pitch. And there's a little bit of a separation there for a moment. And at that moment, I thought to myself, Cardinals need more of this. They need more of this. And I felt like the other day when Contreras threw the runner out and was really excited about it, they bring in a Wilson Contreras. He is a fiery dude. And I've seen two things happen with him in the last couple days. And as I watched them happen, I thought the Cardinals need more of this. So maybe that goes a little bit to what you were just saying. And it might be. It very well could be. I mean, it was this time last year, Matt, I don't know if you remember. I know you were still up in uh, up north last year, but I don't know if you remember the, the Pete Alonzo stubby clap fight last year or the, the tackle from last year. It was around this point in the season. It was April when that happened last year. And maybe – Maybe that's something that they need. Maybe not, you know, we, we don't need fists flying and, and guys being thrown to the ground, but maybe we could use just benches clearing and guys jawing at each other a little bit, something to bring the team closer together. And that's maybe that intensity is, is what's kind of missing from it all. As I was watching that play out today, I thought to myself, is there ever going to be a scenario where there's a benches clearing situation and the umpire assesses a ball or a strike because of the pitch clock as it's going on? I mean, they assessed it in L.A. last week. They assessed it for Cody Bellinger for getting ovation for coming back. I mean, these these umpires are mad with power right now assigning uh, (laughs) to doing this. I I don't know. I, I, I can't. I would hope that the clock operator stops it if the bench is clear, right? I don't know. Going back to that, though, if I was Rob Manfred, if I was the commissioner of baseball, I would do many things different than the way Rob Manfred. And I've actually I've warmed up to Manfred a little bit now compared to where I was at a year ago. But I still don't. I generally don't like the guy. I would have called up the umpire, like personally, Rob Banford, and said, we're trying to promote our game, and this is a really good moment for Bellinger, and as an umpire, you've got discretion to reset the clock. What are you doing? I want an answer. I want an explanation on why you did that in that moment. 
Could you imagine this during the Yadier Molina years where uh, he goes out and stands out in front of the mound for, for a standing ovation for a returning Cardinal? Yeah. I just, I, that just, I mean, they'd be two Oh, by the time that that guy would step <laughs> into the plate. <laughs> There's gotta be some common sense in this. There it really does. I, that is, yeah, that that's bad. That really, that's really bad. And that's sometimes I mean, when you see umpires that, I mean, we call them drunk with power or whatever. That's just not understanding the situation. And I don't know, maybe it's a case of maybe the team needs to reach out ahead of time and be like, hey, listen, this guy's coming back. Like he did some really big things for us. We're going to give our fans a chance to applaud him for a second before he steps into the plate. Let's let's, you know, not start the clock. I, that that Maybe that's something that needs to be talked about before the inning. Maybe that is something the catcher needs to go out and, and just say, hey, listen, just maybe Will Smith just needs to say, hey, we're, we're going to let him, we're, we're going to let him soak this in for a bit. Let's, let's be smart here. Well, and the moments that you lose too, I mean, Colton Wong coming back for a first time and starting to cry as he's being applauded for, that's a moment that Cardinals fans will remember forever and ever. And you don't want to take those things away. Do we have any of those coming up anytime soon? I haven't looked at other rosters of other teams coming in. When's we, uh, is Corey Dickerson returning? Is uh, let's see who else? What who else? He's is on? with the Nationals, right? Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's in Washington right now. I I'm trying to think who who could possibly be coming in uh, at any time. Jose Quintana is injured. You know, you know. I mean, when Shohei steps into his first at bat and gets in there for the first, I mean, you know, the Cardinal fans are going to go crazy. The fact that they get to see Shohei Itani at Bush Stadium, so that that might be a. Uh, I, I know it's not the same, but that could be a pretty big ovation. They should get custom made Otani Cardinals jerseys and just uh, the Cardinals are going to hate what I'm about to say, and just throw them onto the field and make them stop the game for moments to pick up all these jerseys that say Cardinals and Otani to show how much Cardinals fans want Otani. Do we pause the game and let Lars Nupar run in from center field to give Shohei a hug in the top of the first inning? And a pepper grinder at the same time? Right. Yeah. Is that, I mean, that just, I mean, two best friends that didn't even know each other back in February that now were just, just, they they were, they were just inseparable for, yeah, I, I feel like that's something we need to work on. We we have two weeks to make this work, Matt. I I think we should work on something for sure. There's there it is. We could yeah. just put it in the mind. That is, you know, Cardinals fans are going to go into that series. I think trying to show Otani as much love as possible, like as much as we can joke around. That is going to be a thing during that series. I I really I mean I've I've seen Shohei multiple times now. I've seen him in All Star games. I went up to Chicago last year to see him play the White Sox. I'm still. I, I really am excited to see him at Bush Stadium in two weeks. Like that's, those are games, those are series that when the when the schedule came out, like I circled and I was like, all right, like going to these, can't wait to go. And that was the biggest, you know, we the last time we talked, I was I was at the World Baseball Classic, and I have a nine year old who is you know loves baseball. They did not have any youth Shohei Itani jerseys in the team stores huh. there in Miami. Huh. They had adult sizes. They had adult Japan Shohei jerseys. They had adult Ichiro jerseys, which if I hadn't already spent a small a small fortune at the team store there because I was there for eight days, 
I would have bought that Ichiro jersey just without a doubt. But I, I think I had already gone well over budget for that week. So I was like, nope, I can't do this. Well, I guess they saved you a little bit of money. They did. I mean, well, they, did, they didn't. I, mean, I saved myself. I stopped yeah. myself from Fair getting enough. the Ichiro one. Like that, yeah, that, that, was, that was one I had to have a sit-down talk with myself about it and just say, you know what, we've, we've spent enough here. We're good. He's Joe Roderick. You hear him. You see him at Klabe's online. Follow him on Twitter at Joe Roderick. Joe, thanks for the time. Absolutely, man. Thank you. This is a Grayar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Starting to wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. My name's Matt Pauley. We've got another full uh, two-hour program tomorrow with the Cardinals having an off day. Speaking of a full two-hour program, you get two hours of Brad Young. He's at your service tonight, and he's coming in a little bit early. Hi, Brad. Matt, good to talk to you, my friend. Good to talk to you. I never know. Actually, sometimes I do know, but sometimes I just bring you on. I don't even know what we're going to discuss. Well, I wanted to ask you this because my wife and I were having dinner with a couple the other night, and... At, at some point during the dinner, the conversation turned to what's your favorite sports movie? Okay. And I instantly said Caddyshack. Okay. I was told that Caddyshack is not a sports oh, movie. Oh, it's a sports movie. And so I, I, I feel like I was getting drawn into this argument about whether uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. But they were trying to give me these arguments why Caddyshack isn't a sports movie. And I'm like, every single element of the movie that doesn't involve uh, sex or cheating is it, it deals with sports. Yeah, it's a sports movie. You're it right. Is a sports You're movie, right. Isn't it? Yeah, I of got your back on this one. Who do I need to call? <laughs> Tell so, them that's a sports movie. So I had this argument for about ten minutes, and then my wife said, "Okay, that's enough." So, uh, but uh, what is your favorite sports movie? Fa- I don't know if I have a favorite. Like, I got a lot that I watch. A- I'll watch Bull Durham a, a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. all the Costner ones, Field of Dreams, For Love of the Game. Sure. Uh, Major League is obviously that. That's maybe my number one uh, favorite baseball movie. I don't know if I've ever seen a baseball movie that I don't like. I just get, I get wrangled. The Dennis Quaid one, The Rookie. Oh, like, yeah, I saw that. I cry every time. It's <laughs> pathetic. He, he shows up and, you know, right. the, the whole town shows up for him. I'm gone. I know exactly what's going to happen. I start crying. I love a good sports movie. Well, the, my only complaint about sports movies is that they're, they're on the very predictable side. Yeah. I mean, you know What's going to happen? There's never a surprise. It's not like it's not like at the at the end of Planet of the Apes where you finally realize that they're actually on Earth. I mean, that never happens you're, you're, in a sports movie. You're watching it to either be uh, to laugh or to be uplifted. You're not. It's not a suspense. That's that's not right. what they're built for. Oh, I know. I understand. That's like one of the reasons why I like uh, I like Hoosiers. Great movie. So much yeah. Because I, I would like to. I would pay if I won the lottery. I would pay Gene Hackman, who's now retired. I would pay him to record the voicemail message on my cell phone. And if he said, I want to charge you $5 million, I'm like, hey, I just won like $500 million in the lottery, Gene. Whatever you want, pal. But Because anything he does, to me, I'll watch. Okay. And when he did a sports movie, I'm like, Gene Hackman and a sports movie? Oh, it's it's fabulous. Yeah, he did the replacements. He did. Re- yeah. I, you know what? I forgot about that. Good movie. I, like it's that's a really good bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's so many holes in it, but it's just a, it's a very easy watch. Now here, here's another question: Can you consider the Sandlot a sports movie? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's now, a I've sports not, I've movie. I've got an argument on that one, but that's one that popped in my head that people might say isn't really a sports movie. My first pro baseball play-by-play job was in Evansville, Indiana. Really? And they played at. 
historic bossy field. And that was the site of many of the um, uh, scenes for, oh, gosh, darn it, the, the Tom Hanks, women, baseball. What's oh, the, uh, the uh, a League of their, their Own. League of Their Own. So every time I walked into the ballpark, I felt like I was walking onto the set of A League of Their Own. There's no crying in baseball. It was. They even had, like, the Uncle Sam Wants You, like, painted uh. thing that they had left up. It was really cool. So if you're ever in Evansville, Indiana, Go to Bossy Field, go to an out. Evansville Otters baseball game, and you will certainly enjoy yourself. I will absolutely check it out. In 10 seconds, what do you have tonight for uh, at your service? Lots of fun, entertainment, and information. See, I said give me 10 seconds. He gave me 10 seconds. He's a pro. He's Brad Young. He's at your service. I'm Matt Pauley, and I'm done for the day. Thanks so much for being tuned in. We'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow for a full two-hour edition of Sports Open Line from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. No Cardinals baseball tomorrow. We're back when the Cardinals play the Mariners on Friday night right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.